0: You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production.
1: Welcome to Flawless Noises Media Network. We've put together a compilation featuring previews of all of our wonderful show's episodes from the past two weeks. Please, feel free to share with your friends, family, co-workers, significant others, Twitter and Instagram followers, and more. In doing so, you will help others get to know our sound. And don't forget, we also have a Patreon that features exclusive bonus content. For a small monthly fee, you'll have access to both audio and video content. Go to Patreon.com FlawlessNoises to sign up. We thank you for your support and look forward to bringing you more hashtag content. This is Yep or
2: Yuck. Overall, uh, this game is a game that is extremely fun. Um, if you're like me, uh, you'll think that it, it's not that long of a game. And the reason why is quite simple. Uh, X-Men Legends all the way up to Marvel Ultimate Alliance Part 2, which I call Civil War uh, gone bad, um, were console games solely. Like, you could only play them when you were at home. You couldn't take them with you on the go. So they seemed longer because you had other things to do, like work or, for me, work, kids wife you know podcasting all that kind of stuff marvel ultimate alliance 3 is on the switch the switch can be taken from your home onto the road with you without you losing any time or any connection or anything like that like so there's literally no ever need that you need to pause this game and as such it felt like i beat it in like three days
1: but give us something else. Use your imagination and, and create some more lavish and and expansive and beautiful worlds. Even uh, let's say we do go to Wakanda. We keep going to Wakanda for whatever reason. Can we go to the city? Can we see the technological side of Wakanda? Why are we always in the woods with the, with the trees and shit? It feels
2: racist. (laughs) (laughs) Because you gotta stay in the jungle. It,
1: Always in the jungle and we got to fight our way to the capital. We got to fight our way to the buildings. And it's like, must have been two Black Panthers because my Wakanda, <laughs> exactly. my Wakanda, we can drop in where we are. We don't need to be on the outskirts and doing all of this shit. But I mean, I guess it's, again, cause it's under siege. So it's a tactical thing. I get it, but I'm tired of it. Like leave Wakanda alone. So, one thing that I really, really, really do not like <laughs> about this game is that your supporting characters that are not part of your lineup don't level up with your active characters. Mm-hmm. And this is the first game in this series from X Men Legends all the way up that I know of that it's like that. And it's trash. And it's also trash because some of the Infinity Trials are solo and they're tied to one specific character. Like there's a Captain America one in the first Infinity Rift that, and it's a level 20, my Captain America is only like level 15 because I don't play with him. Mm -hmm. And so in order for me to be able to do this this trial, that means I got to spend the time playing the game, leveling Captain America up, or I guess I got to use the cubes. And so how we usually end these things? Because this is yep or yuck. We're going to decide whether or not we give the game a yep or a yuck. So it's pretty self-explanatory. Yep means we like it. We recommend it, even if it has problems. And a yuck means avoid this at all costs, if at all possible. Like don't give your money, don't do anything. So for me, I want to give it a yep. Now I'm not going to, it's not three yeps up or anything like that, it's it's a solid, yep. I think it has some solid gameplay in it, but as you've heard us go through, it has a, a lot of issues where being fair, it, it just feels like they ran out of time. Being unfair, it just feels like there was some laziness. And I think the truth of the matter is there was a combination of both. This is Mystic Moments hosted by Gary.
3: Pisces full moon is all about what you are harvesting and how you've put in the work to make sure that the harvest is actually coming to fruition. Like you're seeing all the crops been grown, you got your corn out there, girl, you didn't made your rice, you know what I'm saying? Growing all your grains and shit. Like what you need to think about is the lessons you have learned. How have you changed in this very moment in time and what direction are you planning on going Moving through the rest of this year. So remember that this harvest moon is always going to be cleansing. So thinking about how you want to take this cleansing energy into the new season that you're walking into. Will, what's coming up for you in regards to the full moon? What you thinking about over there?
0: I'm thinking this, with this full moon, it's really going to be a time for surrender. hmm And like, especially letting go of the need to prove yourself. Yes. Letting go of the need to um, believe that you know, letting go of that need to, to have something tell you where you belong. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to learn how to rely on your inner guidance. You have to learn to accept your inner guidance. Because feeding into your uncertainty is only creating further uncertainty for you to feed into. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a cycle. I would say, well, recently, uh, Mars has been transiting my 12th house.
4: Um, Okay. What does that mean?
0: I'm a Libra rising, so my 12th house is Virgo. And with Mars in my 12th house, things have been very disorienting, Mm -hmm. honestly. um, Because, well, we've had four planets all in Virgo, and they've all been transiting my 12th house. And I have three planets there natally. So all of that happening with the Neptune opposition and all of that, It's been a pretty disorienting time for me. Uh, Usually, I'm not particularly a fan of portals because I tend to feel energies that are not mine to experience. Mm -hmm. They are unfolding before me, so they can be a pretty violent thing to um, deal with. Mm -hmm. But this portal has been a relief because... The Mars, like again, you know that Mars energy. Everything has just felt so scattered for me lately. Okay, that it's been a relief for me to be able to focus on sending my intent in one direction, mm-hmm. and that's been releasing everything that I find burdensome, even in the slightest.
3: Mm. This week's general message is: Move, bitch! Get out your way because it's necessary for you to make sure that you are focusing on how you can get out of your own way. Okay, what do you need to let go of? What is not working? Who's not working anymore? Why are you blocking all of your blessings? You're blocking the bag, you're in your knapsack. Why? You know why? The first card that comes up is the nine of wands in reverse. So wands energy is always in regards to me. That's fire energy. It's all about action. Let me think about how you've been on edge probably recently. You've been mad defensive. You probably are going to be a little bit hesitant in regards to whatever moves you need to make moving forward. Or you've been feeling a little out of flow in regards to the changes that have been appearing in your life. Or you probably are going to start noticing this energy coming up because there are going to be people in your life that are coming up as mirrors and they're going to have you looking at, well, do I really fuck with you this way? Do I really like you actually? Do I really like the space that I'm in at this very moment in time? And that is what you are going to be potentially experiencing coming up. You're being told, get out. Get out is the message that I am receiving at this very moment in time. Get out of whatever does not serve you. The reason why is because it's not going to work out for your greater good.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's very fitting that Saturn goes direct just as this portal closes because this portal is about, you know, you're releasing energy. Saturn retrograde has been releasing old karma, releasing those old karmic patterns. And releasing those old structures in the old way of doing it, especially with the south node also in capricorn mm-hmm. and meeting saturn um you know it's really been just a crumbling of old structures that really have that no longer serve a purpose in our lives and so with saturn going direct it's going to be time for us to we've we've watched these things crumble okay we've watched the disasters we've watched people get their just desserts we've watched you know um the tune's been heard, the pipers need to be, needs to be paid. And now it's about how do we work with our, with the ground zeros in our own lives? And start in,
3: okay, so like, what I'm getting from that is also like starting the opportunity to kind of like build it back up to the direction in which we see it going. Because I feel like all of the karma was clear. All the things that we knew we didn't need have kind of like been brought to our attention now. They're at the forefront and they're basically like you got the decision A or B continue on or continue on this quest or are you about to stop? And now you've got the opportunity to kind of just like start moving in this new reality of yours. Let me tell you I've had like maybe like two or three friends of mine quit their jobs this week earlier than what they anticipated leaving. Listen it's time.
0: the Saturn Saturn and Capricorn especially but you know if you're going through your own Saturn return, and you have Saturn Capricorn like I do. This is basically that time period where you realize that, you know, your parents gave you some valuable information, but they also gave you a lot of useless bullshit. And this is the point where you have to start discarding the useless bullshit that your parents and your friends and the other people in your lives have, in your lives have put onto you, mm-hmm. because this is the point where it starts to poison you. Yeah. So um, with Saturn going direct, this is really an exciting time for you, you know, if you've been putting in that work to um, start building for yourself in meaningful ways.
1: This is Not So Newlywed, hosted by Candace and Michael.
5: If somebody wants to explore the idea of a polyamorous relationship, what are some like what's a key step that they really need to take Daddy. so that they can not run into a lot of roadblocks
6: they need to be introspective because you have to ask yourself why are you doing it are you doing it because you're not happy in your current relationship then polyamory is that not the answer getting out of that relationship is the answer mm, ooh. because if you're not happy in a relationship getting someone else is not going to make you happy in that relationship it just means you got somebody else and you're bringing all your shit to somebody else listen i'm so, quiet
5: just because
6: that's that's it people think like oh i'm having issues like you know it's kind of like how when uh we all know people who try to have a baby to save a relationship and then the baby's four months old and they get divorced anyway because the baby's not gonna save the relationship
5: right yeah kind of how when people like okay well let's have a threesome and then the the threesome don't fix anything it makes it makes it worse
6: it illuminates whatever problems you have
5: within these like within within your relationship um To me, I feel like boundaries are important in any relationship. They are friendship, (laughs) family, relationship boundaries with your kids, boundaries with your coworkers, just boundaries in general. You you need to have them. Um, But I feel like people, like I said, think that it's polyamory is a free for all, so you could just do what you want to do. And I I just feel like that has to be the absolute furthest thing from the truth. You can't just do what you want to do
6: when I don't know a place in life that you get to just do what you want to do. Yeah, I don't. Know. You, I don't know why people think polyamory is that place. You don't get to do what you want to do at your job. You don't get yeah. to drive the way you want to drive. You stop at the red light. You try to yeah, follow yeah. the speed limit. I don't know why people think that because you said you are polyamorous, you get to have a free for all, and you don't give a fuck about nobody' feelings, but you're wrong. Like that's not how that works. That's not relating. That's just sort of being out in these streets, I, as they I, say. I, And this whole notion that once you're in a relationship, you're in a relationship forever, or it was a failure.
5: Yeah, that too. I, I feel like I feel like non-monogamy challenges everything you thought you knew about love and relationships. It does. And people people in general, especially adults, hate being challenged. They hate like, they, like their, they hate no. having their beliefs challenged. Right. Especially they, their beliefs. They hate having what they've been raised to believe challenge they hate. Cause it's because easy. If you, yeah. Cause if you challenge what they believe, that means you challenging what they mama or grandmama believe too. Like they really, like you said, something that is not emotional and not personal. They, they make it personal.
6: Everything that's passed down ain't good.
5: At all. Mm-hmm. Ooh.
6: Ooh. You know, people put raisins in their macaroni and cheese because their grandmama did. That don't mean that shit ain't nasty. Right. You should Just go because to jail I'm,
5: for that. How did you decide that polyamorous relationships were for you?
6: I don't know if I ever made a decision in the way a lot of people do. A lot of people come into polyamory where they're in a monogamous relationship and they decide sort of to open it up. For me, I never have been in a strictly monogamous relationship. Even when I was in a quote unquote, what the world would think of as a monogamous relationship, we had things that we call like hall passes where... If you met somebody that you really thought was dope and really thought was cool, you know, you would have a conversation and you were free to sort of explore that if you wanted to. Um, So I always had the option. And for me, polyamory isn't always necessarily about doing it. It's about having the option to do it if you want to. And I've always had that option. But when I met my now wife, um, I had another partner at the time and it was just sort of like, I really like this person. Um, I think she's really dope, you know. I want to get to know her better. She was like, okay. And they kind of talked Then they got along and I just sort of went from there. And so there are a lot of things that are basic premises and basic terms and things like that, that you can look up. So when you do go to these groups and try to make, you know, join a, potentially join a community, you have a a working knowledge of some things. Right. Um, And so I would tell anybody to, you know, look up information, do some introspection, ask yourself why you, you know, why you think it's best to date more than one person? Ask yourself if you have the emotional bandwidth to do so. Yeah. Because what that's, nobody like you if you if you say hey I just think having sex with a lot of people is cool. That's fine. Don't be polyamorous though. Don't be out here breaking people's heart because all you have the bandwidth for is is having sex.
1: That's a that's a, that was a, that's a really good point because just because you want to do something doesn't mean that you have the capacity. Yeah. To to follow
6: through with it. Poly saturation is a thing. It's a thing we call it polysaturation where you got too many goddamn partners. People think a polyamory like you said is this kind of a sexual free-for-all. And I mean, you do have sex. You have sex with multiple people, so that's great. But um I would say the processing of the emotions is the biggest part. And sometimes that is just straight up draining.
1: Like, just hearing you say that, because I was just thinking, like, it seems like you got to, like, do communication with everybody. Like, you have to be a good communicator. Like, you, and oh my God.
7: <laughs> it's,
2: tough,
1: it's tough to, like, just get to that level with just one person. Mm-hmm. So now, when there's, you know, multiple people who all communicate, I, I, different I can, too. right? So, and then you got to learn the way they communicate. Mm-hmm. And they have to learn the way you communicate and learn the way the other you know partner communicates. It's I, I can see that being, it sounds terrible to me. Let me be
3: honest. Yeah, I mean, like
6: I said, that's why it's a con. Right? It's a con for real. That
3: shit
6: is annoying. Like, at some point, you tired of talking.
1: This is Crown and Collards, hosted by Jeremy, Will, and Bianca.
8: My ex broke up with me for chewing my tongue during sex. Her cat tastes so good, though. I was just savoring what? the taste.
9: So all through sex, all she hear was... <laughs> <laughs> hey, fuck you. I have a problem with your ass, too. What fuck is your problem?
8: Hey, you know that what? <laughs> Hey, you know that you know that one that one uh that one dickiness in the church that I always got world in a purse. Nigga in the bedroom
9: sound like
8: the drop it like it's hot <laughs> Oh no, wait, wait, wait. You know you when your bee my had that spit cup when she would chew her smile? <laughs>
9: want to go on record and I hope you know the right people is listening but Nail Net, Sally Mae and whoever fuck else they are also part of the uh what's it called the Train Nine Bloods whatever what they call called <laughs> they part of the motherfuckers too
4: Come also on. my
9: lease in office I'm willing to give them up and say that they are also part of Tray Nine Bloods Come
8: on, come on, Taylor 69. I
9: think they are uh, using my rent for some gang activity or something. I think I feel like I'm funding it. So, you know, if y'all <laughs> can like investigate that so I don't have to give them no more money every month. Well that would be great. Also, um I want my job I ain't gonna say it, but my job I think is part of the Traynon nine bloods.
2: Listen,
8: listen, tell you you taking <laughs> listen, you taking everybody down. Call you and Telio Brown. So my nigga a freak freak or whatever. I was on my period and I tried to explain to him that I was on my period while not actually saying it. This nigga ate me out anyways. I mean what, the head what? was good, but <laughs> listen, I got to finish the whole thing. <laughs> I mean the head was good, but when he tried to go in for a kiss, I almost lost it. And and <laughs> signed. No nah, no nah, wait 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 until I tell you who who signed Morehouse. Go. <laughs>
4: My
9: God <laughs> More house
8: <laughs> listen I, why did I just picture a uh, soldier boy when he was like drunk,
4: <laughs> <laughs>
7: <laughs> oh my God.
0: I'd be fixing a weed while she's sucking my dick, pull it out, in that titty
8: fuck. And you know what? The reason I love it, because same. But um <sighs> But let me say this. Love that song? It does not need to be on the radio because they butcher the fuck out of that goddamn <laughs> Right. It is listen, like you don't know what the fuck. Megan's saying, you don't know what uh, I'm going to make this joke. We're going to get counseled, but I'm going to make this joke. You don't know what the fuck Megan's saying. You don't know what the fuck Baby's saying. They'll just sound like I respect females and I just don't need to be on the radio. All right. You know what? We're going to get counseled. It's fine. But, this is uh, the five
0: year anniversary <laughs> of Connor
8: Collins. This show is now over. The rest of the time that you see on the bar is just white noise yeah. and music. <laughs> I but, thought I was. Uh, <laughs> come on, music. <Buzak. laughs>
0: elevated music
8: people have been saying fucked up shit being problematic being trash, and people even before the internet have been there saying this is wrong we are here we th- we are not going to allow you to just say this crazy stuff without any pushback it's it's more visible now because of the internet but people have been here and again at the what i said earlier and had enough sense whether, you know, somebody tugged his his wig or or not. He had enough sense to apologize and grow in 96. It's a bunch of you niggas into 2019 of things that still don't have the all and common sense to apologize and grow. Looking at you fucking Dave Chappelle. Looking at you motherfucking Kevin Hart. Looking at you Shane Gillis, this white boy who nobody in black Twitter heard until you niggas brought him up to try to make a point because y'all are mad that eddie is not allowing you you to use him as a vehicle for your bigotry that's literally all it is because that's really what it is with a lot of these like with dave like with kevin hart like with these some of these white comics that say problematic shit
0: because they don't it doesn't these these problematic comedians don't really force you to look inside yourself and think about whether or not the things you're doing are harmful to yourself and others. Mm-hmm. You know this this Eddie Murphy um deciding that he wants to you know he spoke on it before but it's like you know getting in front of it again is like there's that reminder that hey I don't need to get dragged across the world by my face to decide that, you know what, something I did in the past wasn't cool, and I don't particularly fuck with it, and I'm not going to.
8: Haters can stop hating on me for dating a white guy with a Confederate flag on his truck. He doesn't make me pay rent. If you want to complain, you better offer a free apartment. Fam you. Yeah, seems about right. (laughs) <laughs> Bitch, he ain't charging you no rent because he's fitting you for a noose in your sleep, stupid. What are you doing? Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what well, justice injustice, let Role play hell.
0: The rent is free because the lynching is free too. You know. Well <laughs> Well, sis ain't gonna get an invoice for, for that lynching, is she?
8: <laughs> she ain't gonna get an invoice, but she is gonna get called a nigger. Oh, um,
0: with <laughs> a hard R
1: this is gay side stories hosted by curtis
4: why do you think people in the lgbtq community are blamed for like what you said earlier for tricking people and making them think that they were somebody who they weren't when obviously when you're getting to know the person you should obviously ask those kinds of questions so it's not it really their fault that they didn't they didn't go out to learn those things? You can't get mad at somebody for something that they didn't even know you would get mad about.
1: Well the thing about that is our society is set up to where it shames people for being different. Mm-hmm. And so you think about let's use trans people and their murders as as an example, cisgender men and cisgender heterosexual men are conditioned to shame men who are not cis head. And so because of that shame you have men who have attraction to transgender women
4: uh-huh. but
1: they feel like and a lot of times they're not accepted amongst their peers because they're different and they're not conditioned to accept those differences and so that becomes a situation where those men who are being shamed or who fear being shamed have to set up something that kind of protects them in the case in the instance that something goes sideways so for example let's say you have a Man, And he he identifies as a man. He's a cisgender man and he identifies as heterosexual. He likes women. Mm -hmm. His attraction to women also includes transgender women. So he's already afraid that he's going to be shamed and publicly outed or whatever the case may be because he's attracted to trans women. And there's fear that people are going to say, oh, you're just gay because that's a whole thing. And so in his mind. He's like, whose fault is it that I'm attracted to trans women? It's not my fault. It must be their fault. Or it could be an instance where they they like what they like. and That is what it is. But if something goes sideways, they're going to put that blame on them, because not only are we as a society conditioned to shame men who deviate from what's considered, quote unquote, normal. Men are also conditioned to be selfish and to protect themselves at all costs. And so Uh they will put the blame anywhere but themselves.
4: Well, other than that, what do you feel like is like a main reason people are homophobic?
1: Ignorance. People... Fear. What they don't understand, and oftentimes fear will turn into anger. Anger turns into hatred, and then those feelings are passed on from generation to generation. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just the ignorance. It's the it's the ignorance that manifests itself in all of those different ways because people they don't understand it, and they don't want to take the time to understand it and to learn and do better and even if they have a family member that is in the community what they'll do is they'll make an exception for the people that are close to them while still condemning the rest of the community if that makes sense Mm
4: -hmm. what do you think it was like like a long long time ago like you know how they used to like Kill children with like disabilities And stuff like in like The early 1900's And like under Like do you think they did that To like gay people So
1: the thing about that Is We really don't have to wonder you just have to Do the research but
4: That's a lot of work
1: (laughs) Well So the thing about that is If you don't do the research And you don't know the history, then you're doomed to repeat it. If you don't know the mistakes that the people before you made, how do you stop yourself from making those same mistakes? And it honestly has not been good. Historically, the treatment of the LGBT plus community has not been good. And honestly, it's still not good. I don't mean to rattle you or anything, but I want to be real with you.
7: The top three, have they changed? Um... I I don't want to say they've changed per se, like certain episodes, like they're, you know how when you do a show, like certain shows have like a streak of like really, really dope content. So they may rise in the rankings and then someone else may have that and then they rise in the rankings. So I want to say for the most part, um, yes and no. Um, Some have shot up and only because others have really just... Exceeded expectations so It's I want to say the core Like I have podcasts that I listen to But the core of my you know my top five Or in this instance Top three they shuffle around You know they go silver bronze themselves In that capacity and Everything Um...
1: I can see The eye Starting to turn towards Podcasting and I'm Curious to see what Spotify does. I'm. I'm also curious to see if any other big names are going to get deeper into podcasting. Right. I was gonna say Pandora, but I'm not even sure if she's still with us. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm Title, maybe see if Title tries to do anything. I think there's like some podcast. I think the read is on Title. Right. I think, but it's not like a widespread thing. So I'd be curious to see. And honestly, I feel like that's a big lane an opportunity for title because imagine if title found a way to kind of do their podcast stuff, the way that they do for their artists, right? Like imagine a podcast app like Spotify, like title trying to help the smaller podcaster make a little bit of money off of their content. What are your podcast pet peeves, triple P and I'm not talking about the charmed ones.
7: Ooh, podcast pet peeve. I absolutely abhor when people are especially it's it's more so when it comes to pop culture. When they are strong and wrong. I'm like, do you fact check? You're volunteering your audience this information and you're dead wrong. I do not like that. That is my biggest pet peeve. No, that's my second biggest pet peeve. Still, my first biggest pet peeve is chewing or eating while you are doing the podcast. Now, I we said it earlier, I drink on my show. You never hear me sip on the show. You may hear the ice jingling. You may hear the, you know, the ice jingling as I lift the cup, but you never hear me drinking. I hate it.
1: This is ratchet ramblings hosted by Candace Curtis and Jeremy,
5: but what they give you, they gonna only give you as much as they can see you that FaceTime shit don't mean nothing to little kids. So no, I don't think he turned the kids against them, but those kids have gotten used to not seeing their mom on a regular basis. That's not on them. And that's not on uh, Scott. That's on Contessa. That's the sacrifice that you chose to make so that you can go into the public health sector mm-hmm. and we have to we have to live with the consequences of our actions period and i don't know what more she wants from her husband it is absolutely not his job to sit up here and on top of everything he does remember mommy loves you remember mommy in college remember mommy remember mommy remember mommy. Remember mommy. Who got time to do all that when they're when they a doctor working over 40 hours a week and being basically the single parent at the moment? Mm. What more do you want from him? The fact that your kids are he- healthy, happy, still loved, still going to school, still having somebody there to for their extracurricular activities, what more do you want from one person? Mm.
1: That's a good man, Contessa.
5: Curtis.
8: Cur- <laughs> <laughs>
4: also write that down for a show title
5: (laughs) Heavenly was well within her rights To dig that knife At Cecil and Simone So let me tell you something Simone, if you got a problem with what Heavenly said You should have checked Cecil Because if he had been minding his fucking business And looking for a job there, There wouldn't have been none of this when you take in, when you taking girl gossip and running it on Twitter like tea, you get what you get cecil Cecil thought he was could play the game, and the big bitch in charge was ready to play harder. One thing we can't say about heavenly goofy loopy ass is you take a dig, she gonna stab you mm. you pinch her, she cutting you mm. And it ain't no secret that you've been pissed off for the longest about Cecil not having a corporate job bringing in six figures. You showed your motherfucking ass when he tried to get that one app up and running. Mm. You you always showing your ass when it's when it's money involved. So I don't see what Heavenly said that was so out of character and n- private. We all know you've been mad than a motherfucker that he don't have no corporate America nine to five job y'all in love is fucking ever. Now that he closing on million dollar houses in Atlanta.
4: Mm. Well,
5: it just is what it is. He got what was coming to him. If, if you can't play the game, get your ass up from the table, go find you something else to do. Cause he absolutely was quoting messy shit that Toya said. For a bitch who can't keep a roof over her head talking about somebody needing to power wash their fucking house. You ain't never had to power wash a house because you and Eugene can't stay in one long enough. <laughs> I mean. Damn. Y'all didn't move 80 fucking times since y'all been on the show. Well, y'all just now getting y'all forever house and we don't know how long y'all gonna be able to keep that one.
8: Now check that. <laughs> <laughs>
9: <laughs>
1: i'm screaming at the way she said it okay and it was the perfect setup for jeremy to say because <laughs> i love us. that little matter of fact tone that candace get when she starts <laughs>
8: listen the engineer jump out
1: Ooh, the analytical bitch jumps oh <laughs> <laughs> it jumps. oot, okay <laughs>
8: <laughs> well I don't choose size, I choose facts and my friend said nothing but facts
5: yeah he brought up the question to life like is the is Ling Ling baby your baby because on the show we saw y'all spending a whole whole lot of time together mm-hmm. what was y'all doing and then they like oh no, nah, that ain't my baby I'm sure it's gonna be a beautiful baby but it ain't a life Jennings baby and I was like hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, stop acting like you don't know what that S E X is like life stop it hey Curtis. Curtis. <laughs> must be
3: nice
2: <laughs> <laughs> Curtis
1: um Kenya I heard that your husband is single so <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and slide that number over, sis. I don't care about him having a secret family or none of that shit. I don't give a damn. And my skin is way better than yours, bitch. So (laughs) in me, he can do better. (laughs) I also didn't star in Twa. Listen, I got many points ahead of
2: you.
5: We have we got a good <laughs> chuckle at how terribly Teddy was dressed for that goddamn date.
1: Oh Jesus. <laughs> oh, that fit was trash. Start calling that Listen. nigga what? Teddy Winslow. Came out looking listen. trash. The whole audience, <laughs> <was> like, <"Woo!" laughs> the whole time, looking trash. <laughs> <and stuff>. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, is
8: what you deserve. Listen,
1: listen. You walked in, the, <laughs> everybody was like, "You're <laughs> you looking trash." <laughs>
5: Shout out to Jesus and Meryl.
8: <laughs> the brook, the Teddy way.
5: <laughs> Listen, uh, you dumb bitch. I hate Teddy, y'all, but I love y'all.
1: And I don't. I don't I'm not mad at Cece at all. Imagine arguing with a bitch with osteoporosis. Fuck you, girl. <laughs> Curtis. <laughs> Fuck you, Not <Evelyn>. uh, <laughs> <I> me.
5: <mean>. Uh, <laughs> hey, let me say something. I'm not going to let Curtis eat this trash by itself because I've been wanting to say the bitch got osteoporosis for the last 15 <laughs> minutes. And I was like, you know what? I'ma try to hold it in. But since we here you fuck that. Bitch, go drink some drink, drink some, milk, some milk, bitch.
1: Shut the fuck up. You know what you I'm fuck, saying? Mind you your business. Like motherfucker. Get you some calcium supplements and shut
8: the hell up. Bitch, get you a pill. Damn. So
5: over there with them uh bones like uh Derek Rose. Bitch.
8: All right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man.
5: And while you did not owe the ladies all of your business, you could have said something. So for you to be holding on to a grudge for over a year and lacking self-awareness as to why Simone and the ladies had an issue with you, it is beyond me. But sweetheart, get over it. Get your head out your ass, Quad. Yes,
8: absolutely. You're not the
5: first or the last woman to go through a divorce. You're not the first or the last woman, sadly, to be cheated on by a nigga that is only five foot three inches. Mm
1: -hmm. With three inches of hardy? Curtis,
5: (laughs) (laughs) Get over it. You've been called to fucking meet an hour late, and this is one of the issues Simone had with you initially. You only proved her point, sweetheart.
8: Literally proved her point.
5: I wouldn't have given you 20 minutes, bitch, like Curtis said. you I wouldn't have given you anything.
1: And from our Patreon, this is Backwoods Burn Book, hosted
8: by Jeremy. But you straights being incredibly weird about straight men and how some straight men enjoy anal play. Listen, that, that's how I can tell not not enough of you listen to not so newlywed PC as you should be doing. Shout out to Mike and and, uh, Candace because they literally just did an amazing episode of Rethinking Male Sexuality. And a lot of you need to listen to that damn episode because y'all are the fuck stupid. Listen, if a man engages in any sexual act with a woman, that is a heterosexual man. If a man engages in intercourse, with another man he may be gay or bi or pansexual or maybe fluid but sexual acts do not determine sexuality and with this Mario Kart World Tour thing I saw people beat nerds people who done all my life I had the blue shell being asshats like, oh well, all of a sudden all y'all love Mario Kart. Oh, this shit is trash. It ain't like the it ain't like the console games. Y'all need to holler at me when I get on when when you want to get stepping to 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 the console as a place, real Mario Kart. Listen here, still in your mama's basement, using up all her goddamn free Wi-Fi. As fat ass Kelly Price. Let me tell something to you. It is not that fucking deep. I promise you it's not. I have been playing Mario Kart since I could first say Mario. And let me tell you something. It is not that damn deep where you have to be the Grand Prix, the bad bitch grand prix winner, and every motherfucking thing where you got the police people enjoying some shit that's new.
1: This is the portal, hosted by Michael and Candace.
8: So,
5: before we go any further and discuss the the details of the manga, I just want to say when Mike sent me his show notes, it said <laughs> today we will discuss the atrocity that is the anime of Naruto, Naruto the next generation and the absolute masterpiece the manga is becoming and the lack of thought and incessant filler you, know, you see what kind of words he uses? <laughs> Incessant filler makes the anime a less than enjoyable watch. When somebody starts with today, we will discuss the atrocity. That reminds me of Curtis saying, I'm here to stand in truth and transparency. <laughs> Barto is trash, right? Okay.
1: This is the Weekly Wind Down, hosted by Candace and Curtis.
5: I just want to say that black parents and grandparents need to get proper therapy and healing for their trauma and what they experienced growing up because nobody wants to keep carrying all that abuse and the physical abuse, the, the talking bad and cuss. Nobody's carrying all that for in these new generations. Like it's, a, it's enough. If you don't know how to talk to your kids, treat your kids, your grandkids and whoever else, stay your ass in the house by yourself and leave everybody else alone. Because grandma or not, I will slug your wig off your goddamn head for talking to me crazy. (laughs) I'm I'm not the one. I'm not the one. I'm a proponent of blood don't give you the right to act in your kind of way with your family members. Same. Do y'all remember when I called Takashi69 the police and <laughs> live by the gun, die by the gun, Twitter dragged the shit out of me and got my account locked for like 24 hours? Hey, it's me throwing it up in your face. That motherfucker is the police. And always was the police and no, like it's weird that street niggas embraced him so heavily and this is how i know that a lot of niggas just love being in a position to play devil's advocate because there's no way that this rainbow hair ugly greasy motherfucker came out the clear blue sky talking that gang shit that motherfucker didn't even know the proper parts of brooklyn (laughs) motherfuckers just said i'm from brooklyn somebody said which part nigga said brooklyn This motherfucker telling on everybody.
1: Thank you again for supporting Flawless Noises Media Network. You can go to our website, FlawlessNoises.com, for more information. If you want to buy some merch, you can also do that at our website or go directly to FlawlessNoises.com store. We have merch from Ratchet Ramblings, Mama Meets World, Gay Side Stories, and the network with more to come. Again, our Patreon is patreon.com/flawlessnoises. You can go there for bonus content including audio and video. Flawless Noises Media Network, get to know our sound.